Welcome back to the Wine About podcast. We are going old school today. We're getting techy. We're noting out. I'm going to be talking to you about a Bordeaux classification system, and I will try my very, very hardest to keep it simple. The Bordeaux classification system today, I'm going to focus on the 1855. But Bordeaux has so many. It's so confusing. And there's really no way for the average consumer to have any clue what's going on. Bordeaux is classified like no other wine region. There are far more classification systems on the left bank than the right. And this will be a helpful podcast if you're studying wine like Wesset or CMS, or if you just enjoy drinking wine and want to have a better understanding and build up some confidence in your Bordeaux for your next trip to the wine store or restaurant. For the listeners that are completely new to Bordeaux, I'm going to give you a brief rundown. So Bordeaux is located in southwest France. It produces some of the world's most famous and prestigious wines. Nearly 90% of production is dry red, the Bordeaux blend, that established its reputation. Side note, a Bordeaux blend is made up of Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot. These two grapes typically dominate the blend, and then there is also Cabernet Franc and Petit Bordeaux, but these percentages in the blend will vary depending on the subregion and the winemaker's preferences. Cabernet Sauvignon dominates the Hot Medoc, that's the left bank, and it is very important in graphs. Cabernet Franc is mainly planted in Saint-Emilion, that's on the right bank, and a little in the Medoc and Graves. Merlot is the most widely planted variety in Bordeaux, and it's quite important in the premium wines of Pomerol and Saint-Emilion because it's able to ripen successfully here in those subregions, unlike Cabernet. There are also white varieties planted here in Bordeaux, Semillon being the most planted, followed by Savion Blanc and Muscadel. Bordeaux enjoys a moderate maritime climate. A few important climatic influences to remember and take note are the warming effect of the Gulf Stream. Now this brings warm water from the Caribbean and extends the growing season. Thankfully here in Bordeaux, spring frosts aren't a huge problem and the grapes are able to ripen into October. The Atlantic Ocean, this is another one to remember, as it brings high levels of rainfall and humidity. The land is forest and coastal sand dunes. Thankfully, they're protecting the vines from the worst of those Atlantic storms. But rainfall here in Bordeaux is still fairly high. We've got an average of 955 milliliters per year. That's a lot. So somewhere like Burgundy receives around 755. All this rain can cause problems as it can interrupt um, and disrupt flowering and fruit set. The rain increases the chances of the grapes rotting and mildew and rot setting in, and it can also dilute the flavors. Bordeaux has a very unique trade structure. There are a lot of layers to the system, which means there are a lot of markups. Each layer is taking a cut, which adds cost to the end wine. Now, not every wine goes through this layered system, but many do. It is called Le Place de Bordeaux. Wine producers do not sell direct to consumer, wholesalers or retailers here in Bordeaux, which is the case in the rest of um, the world, wine regions across the world. Let's take Hunter Valley, for instance, in Australia. Hunter Valley wine producers make a wine and then they are free to sell right away, either direct to consumer or their wholesaler who will then get it into the retail and restaurant market. Bordeaux chateaus, so the Bordeaux producers and co-ops, will sell to wine merchants, and these wine merchants are known as negotiants. The negotiants will then sell it to wholesalers. Between the chateau and negotiant is a middleman as well, someone who arranges the transaction, which is known as a broker, and they take a commission on every sale, which is usually around 2%. 
The system is quite convoluted, it has its haters, it adds costs in the supply chains, and it also means that the chateaus have little control over the sale and marketing of their brands. Now, some chateaus have broken away from La Place de Bordeaux in order to gain more control over their distribution in markets, but majority of these chateaus, especially the smaller ones, they can't afford a global sales team, and La Place de Bordeaux is an inbuilt sales system, and I think it's going to be sticking around for a long while. Now we have somewhat of a short and sweet Bordeaux introduction. Let's get into the confusion that is the Bordeaux classification system. Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to be, the 1855 classification. Now the 1855 classification is the most famous wine classification system in the world. Over 160 years old and only two changes have ever really been made to it. Just one year after the classification system came out, in 1856, Chateau Cantemel was added. Now it was added one year later because it was accidentally left out. And the most well-known change was a bit more recent in 1973 when Chateau Mouton Rothschild was promoted from a second growth to first growth status, which is the highest of the highs. But how did this classification system come about? Well, in 1855, Napoleon III, who was the empire of France at the time, he decided to throw world fair, like a big party. It was held in Paris and it was called the Exposition Universelle de Paris. He wanted people to taste the best wines in France, but there wasn't just wine there. They were literally displaying all the finest products that their country was producing. Napoleon decided he would invite Bordeaux's Chamber of Commerce to arrange a wine exhibit. Now, the Chamber of Commerce, they didn't really want to do this job, so they handed it over to an organisation of brokers. And there was one that was really a wine-focused broker because, remember, they were displaying all goods. They were asked to create a list of the best red wines in the area and kind of what class they belonged to. So these Bordeaux brokers, what they did was... They then ranked all the wines in the area according to the chateau's reputation and trading price. And at the time, back then in 1855, these were pretty good factors and they were kind of directly linked to quality. And they had, you know, paperwork and invoices from decades and decades. And these wines are consistently sold for the highest price. So it just happened that all of their choices were red wines from the Medoc with a single exception of Hotbron, which is located in Graves. So you can just imagine how the people on the right bank felt. And the right bank wines had been around longer because before the right bank, the left bank was literally a swamp until the Dutch came in and drained it. But that's a whole other story. Um, white wines, they weren't really noteworthy back then in 1855, so they were limited to sweet wines of Sauternes and Barsac. After a couple of weeks, they handed this list in, and the list included 58 chateaus and they divided the 58 chateaus into into um, five groups and these five groups were called crew classes and they were in descending order so at the top you have first groves and then at the bottom you have the fifth grove the classification system is of the chateau itself unlike in burgundy where the crew status is given to a specific plot so in burgundy you're rating the vineyards and that's actually a quite a common system it's done in alsace as well but in Bordeaux, the status is given to the chateau. The actual vineyards owned by these chateaus over decades 
has expanded. I mean, 1855 was a long time ago. So vineyard ownership of the chateaus has shrunk or changed. And, you know, this has happened without any reclassification. As long as the parcel of vines is located within the boundaries of the wine commune, it is eligible to be used by the chateau, independent of the quality of the parcel itself. There have been many arguments over the years, as you can imagine, saying this system is outdated and doesn't provide an accurate guide to quality. After more than 160 years, they're probably not wrong, let's be honest. They did try to, um, they did try to revise the system in 1960, but they were unsuccessful. A lot of fights broke out once the word got out that they were doing this, because let's be honest, no one ever wants to be declassified and moved down the list. Um, they weren't really taking away status from people in the first growth, but you know, even if you have a fourth growth and you're thrown off the list, you're not going to be happy. And there was a bit of an uproar. At the time of the ranking, we need to remember the wines being ranked back then would be unrecognizable to the border you know today. Just touching on 10% alcohol, whereas today they're about 14%, and the color was a lot lighter, just a little bit darker than a rose. And it didn't have the same bold tannin structure you see in today's Bordeaux. Back then, Cabernet Sauvignon was actually like the new kid on the block. And the wine was mainly made up of Malbec and a little Merlot. There was this huge freeze um, in the vineyards of Bordeaux around that time, which caused all the uh, Malbec vines to die. So they just never replanted. Well, they did, but not in the same amount New oak, those vanilla and cigar box flavors, well, that was only affordable to the very top chateaus. These wines back then were not sellered for decades. In fact, they were consumed within a year of their vintage typically. So the wine, the chateau, they have both changed drastically over time, but the classification system remains the same. I won't list all the chateaus in the classification system because let's be honest, we'll be here all day and you will not remember 99% of it. But the original fourth first growths are the most important ones and they're the ones that will pop up on your exams. So you have Chateau Lafitte and that is in the Pouliac commune. Chateau Lecteur, that's another one that's in the Pouliac commune. Chateau Margaux in the Margaux commune. Hotbrion and that's the only one outside Medoc and that's located further south in the Graves area. And then the chateau that was added in 1973 after decades of intense lobbying by the powerful Philip de Rothschild was Chateau Mouton Rothschild. <laughs> so I hope that gives you just a super, super brief um, understanding of the classification system and maybe helps you retouch for those WESET two and three exams. Thank you so much for listening. Bye guys. Bye.